listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters too. We are, we are, we are. And our first segment is always cool names we found since the last episode, Mal. All right, and before we get into cool names that we found since last episode, I want to let you know it's 115 today in Phoenix, so you'll probably hear my air conditioner. So my name this episode is Danessa, D-A-N-E-S-S-A. It is a combination of Danielle and Vanessa. Danielle is Hebrew for God is my judge. Vanessa does not have a known meaning, but Van alone means from the house of. So could Vanessa possibly mean woman from the house of? No. (laughs) No. Now mine is another French name, Amandine, A-M-A-N-D-I-N-E, and it means worthy of love. I forgot about this name when we did our This and That episode because it would be a great alternative to the super popular Amelia or the older dated name Amanda. Nicknames could be Amy, Mandy, Dina, or just call her Amandine because that's so beautiful in and of itself. It's okay. It just reminds me too much of almond. Like, I need an almond with my walnut. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And now, their name topic of the episode, on that note, is When When Names Go Bad. So this topic is not about choosing a bad name or bad name practices. We covered that very well in many episodes, but primarily in episode 28, The Absolute Worst Baby Names Ever. Wow, that was pretty early on. We're almost at 100 episodes. Oh my God. As an aside, when is our 100th episode? Well, not counting the name bites or celebrity baby news shorts, our 100th episode will be September. Royal names. And that'll make us queen of baby names. Sure will. I'll make us (laughs) t-shirts. Did you ever think we'd find over 100 baby name subjects? We've had some good ones. They're all great. So if you just discovered us or are expecting and in need of some name advice, I really recommend going back and binging on the series. Agreed. So back to the topic of this month, let's talk about the different ways a name can go bad. Again, this isn't about choosing a bad baby name. It's about choosing a name and then something happens. Right. Now, for example, your child is named after someone with whom you now have conflict. Very typically, uh, naming a son after your partner more typically a father, and then there's a contentious divorce. And, you know, I have friends who the father was extremely abusive, and he's out of the picture, and then here you're stuck with it. You're not stuck with a child, but you're stuck with the name of a child that will forever honor this person. Yeah, and I can see why that would be a huge problem. Or even naming them after any family member, relationships can change. Yeah, relationships can change. And also, consider the surname if you divorce too. Like, my daughter's father was mostly out of the picture after she was three. And I gently urged her to change her surname to mine, not at three, but like as a teenager. 
um, since I raised her alone. And she did it online, but not formally. And then she met the man who was to be her husband, and she changed it to his name. And I would say if children are younger, this might be detrimental because they're already facing the trauma of divorce. But you might want to shed a surname of someone who's no longer in the picture. Yeah, that's true. Now, naming after someone who influenced you, part of our age-old advice was to look to someone who was a positive influence in your life. But, I mean, we had a teacher that we were close to in high school, and it didn't work out that way. It didn't. You know, I was close to this teacher when I was going to school, and he really made my high school career and wrote a recommendation to help me get into college. And I think, you know, five years later, you had the same type of relationship with him in that he really helped you and probably wrote you a recommendation. Mm -hmm. I mean, he even attended your wedding. Mm -hmm. And you guys, trigger warning, essay, it came out as adults that he allegedly you know, was essaying the boys in our class. And um, so imagine if we had had a boy and one of us had used his name Mm -hmm. (laughs) with one of our boys because he influenced us and was a beloved teacher. I mean, you know, I probably am more likely to have used it because I love Batman. You know, not saying what the name is, (laughs) but there you're stuck and you're like, ugh. You know, so I mean, what do we do? Do we go back and change that recommendation? Is it maybe the Jewish culture has a point in don't name your child after a living person? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there might be some practicality to that. Exactly. And then another reason is, let's say you named your child a name and then somebody comes out in pop culture that has that name Mm -hmm. like imagine if mom had chose elizabeth you know elizabeth moss or worse kate wait she didn't choose kate right kate moss was a very famous fashion model known for being super thin And, you know, I think this is why our sister Kate, although she divorced and disconnected from her ex, just never went back to Kate Moss. Absolutely. Or what if you chose a name and a celebrity spells it differently Mm -hmm. or pronounces it differently? Then your child is going to have difficulty with their name. Now, here's a letter we got from one of our listeners, and I'm doing it here because it's apropos. She says... I named my son Jaden, J-A-D-I-N, in January of 1999, two months after Will and Jada named their son Jaden, J-A-D-E-N, and I literally screamed because I spent all nine months seeking out an original name. I didn't read People magazine until I got home from the hospital. It is Hebrew and has always been Hebrew. It is directly from the Hebrew Yadin when Y in Hebrew changes to J. In English, it's Jaden. We spell it the original way, while a majority of the Jadens are usually with an E. And then sometime later, moms of girls who liked it, wanted to use it, used the Y. Prior to 1999, it was only male. Only in the 2000s has it been used for females as well. I'm most unhappy about that, (laughs) Amari. Well, Amari, you don't own the name Jaden, first of all. (laughs) That's true. So if there's going to be a gender split. Crossover. 
crossover, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. And the worst case scenario is that someone with the same first and last name commits a very public crime or is just a horrible person. Imagine if you named your child an innocuous name like Jeffrey Epstein, for example, or Scott Peterson, or Casey Anthony. Yeah, that would be really sad. Or even initials, like BTK, for example. And now with all the texting acronyms, JK, BRB, TMI, WTF, I mean, that would be unfortunate if your initials were WTF. William Thayer Forsyth. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, before the acronyms came about, obviously. Right, absolutely. And, you know, I thought of something. Even characters can go bad. Look at Khaleesi. Yeah, right. Everyone was jumping on the bandwagon on that one. And then, spoiler alert, last season of Game of Thrones took a big poop all over that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was taking a big chance when the story wasn't over yet. For a while, Khaleesi was the new Renezme, But in the last season of Game of Thrones, Daenerys went dark. And there was one Monday when everyone took to the internet saying, glad you named your kid Khaleesi now. <laughs> and as I said in a previous episode, I do have a friend who named his daughter Khaleesi. And he responded that no, he did not have name regret. It's been four years since the finale of Game of Thrones now, so if Khaleesi was the new Renesmee, what is the new Khaleesi? I don't know. What would it be? Like Loki? Mandalorian? What's a Loki? From Thor. Are you kidding me? Oh, excuse me. I guess you don't watch Marvel movies. Do not watch Marvel movies. Well, it would have to be a name that nobody would ever have considered were it not for a film or TV series. Listeners, what do you think is the new Khaleesi? Write us at podcast at babynames.com or post in our Facebook group, The Baby Names Podcast. You know, speaking of characters going bad, a similar thing happened to the name Atticus. Right. Atticus hit the U.S. baby name charts in 2005, of course identified with Atticus Finch from the beloved novel and movie To Kill a Mockingbird. But in Harper Lee's subsequent novel with the same characters, Go Set a Watchman, it was revealed that Atticus was far less progressive. He favored segregation and mentioned attending a meeting of white supremacists. Yeah, so the stats reflect this, and the name Atticus is now decreasing in popularity. Another way a name can go bad is if it becomes a renowned brand. For example, Miranda was very into singing in high school and college and posted a lot of singing vids on YouTube, but she stopped posting her singing videos after the parody account Miranda Sings Mm. became super popular. And now, if you've been following what has been revealed about Miranda Sings creator Colleen Bollinger, you'll know that didn't turn out well. But my Miranda obviously didn't change her name. It was just unfortunate timing. How about when a name morphs into a bad spelling? You know, like... Take Chloe Kardashian's Chloe, for example. Yeah, for all the Chloe's with a C, which is the traditional way of spelling it, now they have to say Chloe with a C, and that's unfortunate because that's the way you should spell it. That's like me going around saying Jennifer with a J. <laughs> Ridiculous. 
Another way a name can go bad if it gets identified with a tragic event. Mm -hmm. Like Katrina, for example. The name Katrina was on the rise and actually jumped up 45 spots on the U.S. list from 2004 to 2005. In fact, the name Katrina has been on the U.S. girls chart since 1945 and peaked in the mid-80s, like Katrina and the Waves. Mm -hmm. But then Hurricane Katrina hit in August of 05, and the rank of the name immediately started to decline. From 2005 to 2006, it fell 133 spots and then dropped 216 the following year. And it fell off the top 1,000 for girls after 2012. Wow, off the charts. Yeah. Other examples would be Amber for Amber Alert. The name Amber hit the top 20 and stayed there from 81 till 93. The Amber Alert was created in 96 in honor of a nine-year-old murder victim, Amber Hagerman. They made an acronym from it, America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response. Wow, I didn't even know about that acronym. That's kind of interesting. The things you learn. Yeah. And starting in 1996... The name has been dropping in rank, not as rapidly as Katrina, but now it's 542. I'm curious about Corona. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that wasn't a popular name to begin with. It was never on the U.S. Top 1000 since 1900, but it was a pretty sounding name and it meant crown. If not for the virus, I bet the people who are now using majesty and king and reign, R-E-I-G-N, would probably consider Corona. Well, maybe if not for the beer. There was a contestant named COVID, K-O-V-I-D, on one of the last Project Runway seasons before the pandemic. Wow. I'm thinking they would have used a different name or not even have him on the show after all. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty memorable. That's true. And before we wrap this up and tell you what you can do if a name goes bad, I want to iterate that names crossing gender norms does not make it bad. You wouldn't believe how many angry emails, like the one before, that we get from parents when their child's name goes from just male to gender neutral. God forbid. Yeah, it's never the other way around. It's always about the boys. Exactly. We need to stop normalizing the idea that female names are less than, Mm -hmm. that female traits... And names are for boys are bad or makes them any less male. Or that it's horrible if a girl has the same name as your son. Take my name, for example, which was originally used for males. Yep. But will we ever see a boy named Jennifer? Probably not. There was a boy named Sue. No, there wasn't. There was a song about a boy named Sue. (laughs) Well, how do you know there wasn't a boy named Sue? Because it was a lesson. (laughs) But it could have still been a boy named Sue. I don't think it was real. (laughs) Anyway. Back to business. So, Jen, what happens if your name or your baby's name goes bad? What can someone do? Well, of course, you always have the choice of changing it, either socially or legally. You could always go by your middle name. You could adopt a nickname. There are many people who are known primarily for their nicknames. You, for example, could be Yorkie McMoss. I could be Yorkie McMoss. Huh? <laughs> that sounds like something you eat for breakfast. Um, I'll have a Yorkie McMoss. And you're suddenly Scottish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was pretty good that you recognized that. Okay. Because <laughs> I was trying to do Irish. Uh-huh. You could change or drop your surname. Or if you took your spouse's name and that becomes infamous, go back to your original family name. Or 
you can live with it if it's not hurting you or your child in any way. That makes sense. Now, do you have a name that went bad or infamous? Let us know in our Facebook group, The Baby Names Podcast, or write us at podcast at babynames.com. And after the break, we'll be back with names in the news and questions from our listeners. Stick around. And now for names in the news. Lindsay Lowen and husband Bader Shamas had a baby boy and gave him an Arabic name, Luai, L-U-A-I. It means little wild ox. This was the first baby for both Lindsay and Bader. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Now, so a family whose last name is Uber, get this, tried signing up for Uber and kept getting blocked. They got the error, given name, not valid. So when the family posted this on social media, Lyft jumped in and gave them a $1,000 Lyft credit. (laughs) Oh, man. Why can't my last name be Uber? I'm going to try signing up for Lyft with the surname Lyft and see if Uber will give me a $1,000 credit. (laughs) Yeah, but when you don't validly have that last name, (laughs) I don't think you get the credit. Plus, there's no Uber or Lyft up here in the mountains, so moot point. All right, tennis superstar Naomi Osaka had welcomed her first baby with her partner, rapper Corday, C-O-R-D-A-E, if it is interested. They named their first baby Shy, a Hebrew name meaning gift. Now, one of my favorite actor couples, Hugh Dancy and Claire Danes, have reportedly had their third child together, a girl. Now, the name has not yet been revealed, but baby girl will join older brothers Cyrus Michael Christopher, born in 2012, and Rowan, born in 2018. Maybe they'll call her Carrie? Mm. I don't know. Maybe not. Of course, Claire Danes is best known for the series Homeland, and Hugh Dancy has had lead roles on Hannibal, The Path, and now Law & Order. Oh, and although most of his roles here, he's playing American, he is actually a Brit. You can hear his authentic accent in one of the Downtown Abbey movies. Ooh, I'm going to have to watch that. I like both of them. I love both of them. Well, me too. Now, this comes from japantimes.com. For safety reasons, the transport ministry in Japan is planning to abolish a rule requiring bus and taxi drivers to display their names inside their vehicles. This is to keep people, especially those who have public-facing jobs, safe and not identifiable. According to a survey conducted in 2021 by the Japanese Council of Transport Workers, roughly 46% of Roughly 46% of some 20,900 respondents working in transport and tourism service said they'd experienced harassment by customers including violence and online defamation within the last two years. That's a lot. Definitely. That is, I think that's a really good rule. And I hope um, some of these privacy laws come to the U.S. as well. I mean, I remember Back in the early 90s, I remember because I was pregnant, I was on my first jury, and they made us stand up and say our names and our addresses. Your addresses? Yes. Now, they don't do that anymore, but even back then, I was a little uh, about it. Now, it wasn't a murder case, but imagine if it had been a more violent case or a mob case or something. Yeah. I was I was a little concerned even back then. Of course, now they you're just juror number 22. But 
I think now they are starting to consider more privacy things, especially with the internet. I agree. In brand name news, Bed Bath & Beyond has added a fourth B when they went bankrupt. But their name lives on because it was purchased by Overstock.com. Overstock paid a little over $21 million for the name, domain, and loyalty program, basically their customer data. You know, if someone wants to pay us $21 million for babynames.com, hey, we're here for it. We'll discuss it anyway. <laughs> In sports news, Christian Encarnacion Strand has become the longest full name on record in Major League Baseball history, according to research conducted by MLB.com's Sarah Langs. Considering both first and last names, and including the hyphen within the latter, the Reds prospect gets credit for 27 characters. Mm. That easily beats out the twins Simeon Woods Richardson, who debuted with a 22-character name in 2022. Anyway, on the jersey, they can only put Encarnacion. I mean, that's what happens back when people started hyphenating, folks. Mm -hmm. And we said (laughs) that's going to cause problems in forms that won't let you have such long names. And then what if a hyphenated kid marries a hyphenated kid and then they have two hyphens? What's going to happen? A hyphenated kid marries a hyphenated (laughs) kid. Then they multiply by four hyphenated kids. Oh, and on and so on and so on. Like, it was such a bad practice. I get that you wanted to use both names i get it but the hyphen oh what a magilla anyway in our hometown news the field museum of chicago is asking the public to name their new spinosaurus now the choices are saba and an arabic name for swimmer because the spinosaurus had paddle-like tail to help it navigate the rivers of north africa sobek is an egyptian crocodile-headed god And Sandy, the final choice because Spinosaurus was found in the sandy desert dunes. So to vote, go to fieldmuseum.org and the vote is right on the home page. Now, I voted for Sobek and last I looked, Sandy was in the lead. And stay tuned for our exclusive interview with... Are you going to say his name? I can't say it. We have a bonus episode dropping next week, and let's just say you do not want to miss it. No, you do not want to miss it. (laughs) It's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Okay, and now the last segment is letters from our listeners. Why don't you take this one, Mel? Hello. I am a gender nonconforming adult who has just gone through the process of socially changing my name with hopes to pursue a legal change before the end of the year. During my research process, I realized that your database did not have any information about the name I ended up landing on, which is PIM, P-I-M, also stylized as P-I-M-M, P-Y-M-M-E, P-I-M-M-E, etc. Although my personal history with the name is a little different than the name's history itself, I think it would be nice to include some of the background information in your database alongside the name. The name Pim, although uncommon in the United States, is a name very commonly heard in the Netherlands. Many primarily use this name as a nickname for the Dutch Willem, although it is not unheard of as a standalone first name. 
The name, although traditionally masculine, has also become increasingly gender neutral over the last few decades, as evident by the naming of the character Pim Diffie in the 2000s sitcom Phil of the Future. In that case, it was a dim- diminutive of Pamela. Other characters in pop culture include Pim Pimling of the cartoon Smiling Friends and Pim Sanford in the novel Me Times Three. Also, Pim Fox, a news anchor at Bloomberg Radio. Although the origin of Pim is the first name or nickname for Willem is debated, it is known that the name was more commonly known as a surname than a first or nickname for centuries prior to today. Perhaps most commonly associated with that of James Pym, the creator of Pym's, a gin-based liqueur. Returning to the idea of the name Pym as a first name, some name historians have speculated that the name may be originated as the diminutive of the Greek name Euphemia. Others suggest the name more likely stems from the masculine Old English Pima, P-Y-M-M-A. Considering the popularity of short one-syllable names such as Finn and Pen, like Badgley of the U Netflix series, I suggest you add it to your database. Newly, Pim Rory Correa Pimentel. Well, congratulations on your new name, Pim. And I love when our listeners do their research. We have validated all of what you've said, and we've added the name Pim to the babynames.com database. Thank you so much for your submission. And, you know, for the record, I like the name Pim. It's very modern and unique, despite its old-fashioned ties. Right. And we also have a survey going at babynames.com slash surveys for transgender naming practices. So we're trying to gather some data on how you choose your new name. So please, if you're transgender or, you know, you're in the process or thinking about transitioning, go over and take the survey because we're really interested in that data. And then we'll present it later on. And speaking of surveys, our next monthly episode in August is going to be from our names and dating survey. And that's going to be a really fun one. Does a name affect who you date? We'll let you know the hilarious results of our ongoing survey. And yes, I have very personal backup information for this one. (laughs) So do I. All right, that's it for this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We'll see you soon. Talk to you soon, Mel. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.